Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes. We're on all of them. Also, check us out on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net. We're on their Nothing But Net channel every single night, weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out FiveReasonSports.com. That's F-I-V-E, ReasonSports.com. That's where you can find the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk, including one that just went up. And also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. So many of them are local, including our friends over at Chase Signs and Graphics. That's right here in Broward County. Successful businesses and organizations, they require quality signs and graphics for a professional look and to entice customers. That's why people are turning to Chase Signs and Graphics. They got more than 15 years of experience designing, building, and installing signs. Chase Signs and Graphics is an end-to-end solution for your signage needs, providing everything from graphic design to production to installation. They offer a variety of custom products, including building signs, banners, vehicle graphics, lobby signs, indoor signs, monument signs, and more. Their friendly staff will schedule a site visit and have an estimate ready within 48 hours. So don't trust just anyone to your signs and graphics. Call in the experts. Chase Signs and Graphics proudly serves all of Broward County. That's all the way from Deerfield down to Miramar. If you need professional signage to help your business organization stand out, call today at 954 257 1828. That's 954-257-1828 or follow Signs Broward on Twitter. And now, tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander. Part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Special Friday night episode here. Here's the floor plan. Alex Toledo was at the arena tonight, so he's actually jumping on the stream with Royal Shepherd and everybody else on the YouTube channel. we got 11,000 subscribers there, so you certainly can add yourself to that. I've got Greg Sylvander with me. Very simple title to this episode. And kind of been waiting to say this. But now you got a five-game winning streak and you just beat the best team in the league. When that best team in the league was playing at a high level, they're back, Greg. Finally. I mean, like this was probably the most complete game of the season, I would say. And um, when you think about the opponent and you think about the way that they've been handling teams uh, for for Miami to get this win and it wasn't an easy victory you know it was a game that they had to that they had to fight for and Utah kept coming back because they're a really good team but when you think about Utah there by every metric that I think um, I probably couldn't find them all but by every metric you could look up are the best rebounding team in the league and for Miami to uh, out rebound Utah 50 to 36 in this game it shows me that not only is the team getting back to some of the um, just, you know, making shots and and having players available, but there's also a, a level of effort and um, and and just they've they've stepped up their intensity to the point where you can see that this team now looks like a team that we that resembles what we saw in the bubble, and that is a contender in the East. And confidence, too. I I think what showed, and I think this is why even the wins against the not-so-great teams matter, 
just like the losses when you had dealt with adversity early in the season, even if you, you had excuses for them mattered is because it affects your confidence. Okay. When you start stacking up losses, you start to believe you're going to lose. When you start stacking up wins, you start to believe you're going to win. And you could see that tonight. Like even when Utah pushed back, every time they pushed back, the heat had an answer. They seemed to have a place that they could go. And we're going to go through five things. We haven't prepared this. Okay. So I'm going to do one. Greg's going to do one, but it was almost like, you know, you needed a push. I tweeted out, you know, they need Dragic to get them through these four minutes at the start of the fourth quarter. And that's exactly went before Butler came back at the eight minute mark, which is the pattern. And they were able to do that. You needed other guys to kind of plug in um, before Jimmy could take over the game. They were able to do that. And, you know, you look at the Utah team, you know, this was not a really good team playing poorly. They played well. I mean, the only guy on the team, who played well below standards tonight was Jordan Clarkson, who's been a six man of the year candidate. The rest of the team played well. Okay. I mean, damn outplayed Gobert, but Gobert didn't play poorly. Donovan Mitchell played well. Okay. And they beat again, what has been the best team in the league playing at a high level. And they did it with so many guys making contributions, but let's just start again. We haven't prepped this. I'm going to take the first one. I'll let you go with the second one. Uh, the first one for me is this. Jimmy Butler is at a level and you tweeted this out before, you know, late in the game where he is a top 10 player and there are no questions about it. And I just think you're seeing the confidence that his teammates have in him. You know, Alex looked it up because I was basically told, take a look at Jimmy's usage and Jimmy's usage is up considerably from where it was last season. They're relying on him more. Although even he said after the game with Dragic, you know, quote unquote, breathing fire that maybe they don't have to as much anymore. But there is a, he has a comfort level with carrying them now that I don't think he had all of last season. He got it in the finals, but I don't think he had it all of last season. And you look at it tonight. He was two. What was he? Two rebounds away from a triple double the other night. Tonight, he was two assists away, but ends up with 33, 10 and eight made every big play down the stretch. I mean, the only mistake he made was was the jump ball, really. I mean, everything else was pretty much perfect on both ends. And should I drop the nugget here, Greg? Do you think it will it get attention if I drop the nugget? What do you yes, think? Yes, this is the appropriate time to do it. Okay. Um, I'm just going to drop this. I'm not going to source this. Okay. But for those who were sort of questioning why Jimmy wasn't named to the all-star team when Durant went out and it was Sabonis, I can tell you that the NBA wanted to name him to the all-star team. And Greg, you know what? Basically he made it how what he made known to the NBA. Well, you know, but ask me the question anyway. <laughs> what well, what would that be, Ethan? He wasn't going unless Bam was going. Wow. So, so, well, you know already. That's a fake wow. Okay, but anyway, the point is, uh, that's who he is. I mean, it's not that the NBA didn't think he was an all-star this year. Um, and again, I, I don't really think Jimmy wanted to play in the game anyway. But I'm just, that gives you an indication of kind of where he is with his team and how much he believes in his teammates. But the biggest thing, Greg, is they believe in him. Um and I just think you see that confidence down the stretch and he's got confidence in the jumper now. And it, it wasn't perfect from deep tonight, but he's rising up and shooting it, which tells you his legs feel good. The wrist feels good. And he's just, he's, he's at finals Jimmy level at this stage. And he's making, he's never had a triple double through three quarters. He almost did it tonight. Yeah. And also like when you see him take three, three point attempts, that means he's feeling good. Even if he misses all three of them, that means that he's that his legs feel good, that he has the um, 
you know, that he, that he's in the mindset where he wants to try to take three point shots and, you know, to finish 12 of 22, he's still efficient. Um, and, you know, limiting the turnovers. I, I think also that what can't be lost in this is bam. And the fact that, um, he played through some relatively quiet moments early um, from a rebounding perspective against a team where he needed to show up big because Utah is such a great rebounding team. Um, I think for most of the first half, he only had four rebounds and he finished the game with 11 boards uh, and that helped fuel uh, the 11 offensive rebounds that Miami has uh, that Miami got against Utah. So this is kind of like just leading back to that. Um, you know, you went with Jimmy to start. I'm following up with Bam because this is this duo leading this team. And I think we're starting to see that when, when this team is whole and these two guys are leading and Spolster can kind of get to the, the group that he wants to get to that you're going to go places with, with these two kind of uh, leading the charge. So, so that was my, my next take takeaway from this. Yeah. And looking at Bam, um, I mean, the one block by Gobert, but here's the big difference between this and the Utah game. Okay. Now Jimmy wasn't good in the Utah game out. I'm talking about the game in Utah. But the other big difference was that Bam was afraid to go at Gobert in that game. And he was not afraid to go in him in this game. I mean, he went right at him several times. Okay. And then there was that little Bosch, you know, that little, that little Boshy, you know, six to eight foot jumper that he stepped back into. But for the most part, it was a pure attack mode from Bam the entire time at a guy who is arguably the best rim protector in the league. And if he's going to go at him, then you say, who can't he go at? And, and I think, that, again, this is why it is, look, Jimmy has that mentality. Jimmy is better than he should be because he believes in that. Like he's always said, what's his talent? And remember his answer to that question? It's the work, right? Like his talent is the work um, and his belief. Bam's talent is all the other stuff. Not that he doesn't have the work, but it's the belief that sometimes is missing and he had it tonight. He went at that guy. Now, is part of this all-star snub thing, you know, we look at what happened with obviously, you know, Team USA and being beaten out by a Plumley. But Bam has looked focused and determined to sort of prove something the past couple of games. Now, how long can he sustain it is the is the question. But the talent level is there. We know that. And now, for me, the thing is getting him additional help, which is going to be one of my next points here uh, as we go forward. But the two of them were tremendous, obviously. And they, I said it today on Onside Radio, you know, they should have uh, most of the time, you know, two of the three best players on the floor. Okay. And against certain opponents, they should have the two best players on the floor, but it should never be worse than two of the four best players on the floor. And tonight against Mitchell and Gobert, who are both deserving all-star level players, um, the Heat had, arguably the two best players on the floor and certainly two of the best three. And if that's the case, then they are a contender to win the East again. It's just as simple as that. All right. Uh, number three here, and then we'll go to a break uh, is Dragic. And, you know, he had 26 tonight, but it's not even the points to me. I mean, he took that charge late in the game. To me, it's just his legs look live. Like he looked tired before he got hurt. I, I thought his last two weeks um, before he had to go out with the ankle injury. I don't want to say he looked old, but but he was starting to get there, okay? He looked like Bubble Goron tonight, and I do think we're starting to see, Greg, somewhat the benefit of the absences 
that Heat players have had. Like we talk about the negatives of it, you know, that you didn't have Jimmy, you didn't have Goron, you haven't had Hero, but it does seem that when they come back that they're refreshed. And, and I do think that if you look at the schedule for the second half of the season, which gets a little softer, but there's still some back-to-backs in there, um, I, I do think that that's going to help them. Goron looked, again, like he looked in the bubble. You know, they, they kind of also are um, getting a little lucky by the fact that uh, the East didn't run away from them. Like, you know, there's some seasons where you don't get the luxury of having a conference with such parity where you can, um, you know, weather these uh, stretches where you didn't have Gorn and now he comes back and looks so refreshed. And you're right, you know, it's funny that he said in some of his uh, pregame comments before he came back that he was a little... Um, not worried was the term he used, but something concerned about his legs and getting his legs under him and that he still had work to do. And he's looked great. And I think that this just, this reinforces, it's a player that Jimmy can trust and it reinforces what the team needs. And they they need players who can go and get a bucket. And Kendrick Nunn was the guy who was, um, you know, kind of getting them through that West coast trip. And, you know, they came home four and three, but now to have Dragic back. And then when you have Kendrick Nunn, who still had a good game, but this is the benefit of having a player like Dragic come off the bench is that when Kendrick Nunn is not the Kendrick Nunn that wins, you know, all rookie team, and he's just the average Kendrick Nunn, you have a player like Gorn that steps in and, and quite frankly, also settles this team down in ways. Andre Iguodala and Goran Dragic do such a great job of that. So I just think it can't be overstated how important it is to have Gorn back. All right, two left. By the way, as we speak here, we've got over 700 people watching the stream too. So make sure you check that out afterwards. I think that's a record for a non-finals game. So everybody's tuned in here on a Friday night and it had that big game feel even without a full arena. So Alex is over there on the stream. So everybody should check that out when they get done listening to this. want to tell you about another sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Another one that's local. We're staying local tonight. Also in, well, this one's in the Miami area. You break wheel fix, a wheel repair and refinishing company. Again, that's located in North Miami with 15 years of experience. They can fix your bent or cracked wheels that are damaged on the streets of South Florida. We know what that's like. I had to replace a tire this week. Fast turnaround times on most repairs. They even offer loaner wheels while they fix or refinish your wheels. So you can keep your car on the road without interruption. If your wheels are just faded or peeling, you break wheel fix offers complete refinishing back to factory standards. If you're bored, if you're bored, would look at your wheels you want to look something different they've got the vice colors among 500 5000 excuse me different finishes to customize the look of your wheels i don't know that they have that pittsburgh thing that uh, we've seen on social media yet but i'll ask mark if you actually want that uh, don't spend money on new wheels when you can renew them at you break wheel fix they offer a full line of custom wheels and tires for every vehicle application they got in-house repair and complete vehicle customization so call you break wheel fix at 305-748-0112 that's 305-748-0112 or online at you break wheel that's w-h-e-e-l fix.com you can also find them with that same exact handle on google instagram facebook linkedin or yelped also i always forget to mention this uh five reasons sports you mention us you get 15 percent off your repair your refinishing or anything you do there so again it's you break wheelfix.com 305-748-0112 all right number four you're up is it really me uh n- number four is um 
Gosh, she threw me for a loop here. I thought you were up. So no, I, I, I gave you Dragic and Butler. That's funny. That, that's funny. So n- number four is this. Precious is out of the rotation as he hit the rookie wall. Uh, I was um, a little stunned that again in a game, and I keep harping back to this because it was something that I didn't bring up in the pregame show because I wanted to hope traffic as much as possible. And I did feel the Heat had a good chance to win this game. But this was a concerning team from a rebounding perspective and, and this was, it was an underlying issue. So I thought precious would get minutes and um, he was out of the rotation. And I don't know if this was just a game by game thing, but it'll be interesting to watch going forward, what they do with precious Achua in, in terms of his minutes. And if KZ who I don't think still did not look good. He looks lost on offense to me. I'm sorry. I, I hate to be the, the bearer of bad news, but I, I don't see what um what the maturation that I, I was hoping for. I don't think he for. knows what his role. I, I don't think he knows what his role is. I'm, I'm watching him and, you know, he got engaged in some pick and roll situations. He uh, doesn't attack. He, yeah. I'm not really sure. He just kind of floats out to the three point line. Now they used him as a small ball five tonight, which was different. Um, I thought one of the other th- interesting things, and we're obviously, you know, I'm saving Kelly for last year, but I thought one of the other interesting things was kind of, you know, the staggering tonight, you know, I've talked a lot about how, you know, eventually you're going to need to stagger Bam and Jimmy more. And you can do that more when you have Dragic, you'll be able to do it even more when you have hero, you, you, you can't, you can't have the no Bam, no Jimmy minutes as much as they've had lately. I it's really problematic for them. I, I like when they split them and you force Bam to be aggressive when, when Jimmy's not in there. Um, but at times, you know, again, they pulled Bam and they put Akpala at the five, that's not a look I was expecting tonight against this team. Uh, right. So I'm with, I'm with you. I, I think that, uh, you know, look, precious has had moments. I, I think that he's gotten forced into this situation a little sooner. I feel like there's a certain skill set with that, him that he has that they haven't really put him in position to unleash yet. But I do feel like with, you know, again, with precious, it was, he's a plug and play player. You kind of know you're going to get energy. He's going to be less clumsy than Silva. Um, and he's going to rebound and he's just, but I do think energy players, particularly rookies who have never played more than 30 games in their lives. Okay. Uh, we're already past that now. Right. And, and I, I think that he may be feeling a little bit, so maybe that's part of it. Um, but it was a little bit of a surprising move. Also uh, could be that favors only played 11 minutes. So, so may, you, you know, Utah went a little smaller than they usual. did go smaller. They did go smaller tonight, but I, but still, I don't think we would have set up. And again, it tells you everything you need to know about Harkless because yes, still, still no minutes. And, and he went to Akpala tonight and no, Struce don't steal tonight. mine now. I, I know, I know, I know what you, <laughs> and, and no Struce tonight uh, either. Before we get to number five here, I uh, want to tell you about one code change we've had for those of you who play prize picks, you know, that we use the code five, you get a bonus that way. Prize picks. That's our daily fantasy partner. Our betting partner is MyBookie. You can go to MyBookie.ag. We've changed that code to five also. So you get on your deposit over at MyBookie, you get uh, you basically get up to $1,000 deposit. Uh, you'll get 50% bonus. So use the code five for both. Uh, we put those two codes together to make it easier for people to remember. Manscaped is still five RSN, by the way. Um, you get 20% off everything at Manscaped, but the other two are now five. All right, speaking of which, since now we get to five, um, we can't ignore this because this was a big, big thing on Twitter. And I feel like this is going to be an argument going forward. I get, uh, look, 
I, I have liked Kelly Olynyk's time in a heat uniform. Okay. I, I feel like that contract has been fine. He served a role for them. He's had up and da- ups and downs. We know that, you know, the analytics with him tend to be a little better than the eye test. You know, it's like you kind of watch him and you're like, things aren't going very well. And then you look and he's a plus. Okay. Particularly with bam, but tonight, man, you know, let's put it this way. Duncan was playable in this game. I mean, they were, they were going at him, but he was competing defensively. He had the two early fouls, but, but he started to shoot his way into it. By the way, he's had a streak of double figure games now. So he's starting to figure things out. So he's been better. Yeah. Kelly, man, Kelly is good for two three, four of these plays that you just like, I mean, first thing they were isolating him on every switch. Okay. On when he was on the defensive end, they were targeting him. Okay. Step slow, step, step slow, slow, step, step slow. slow. Okay. Good teams. The bad teams may not take advantage of that. Okay. You're right. But, but the well-coached teams, the teams like the jazz, you know, even a team like the Spurs, uh, you know, in the Eastern conference of Toronto, uh, you know, you know, I mean, the Nets are just so good in isolation, so maybe it won't be them as much. OK, but but like the good teams are, you know, even in Milwaukee, at time, they're going to they're going to find you. OK, and this team found him over and over. But the other thing was, you know, I'm watching him on offense and he's getting switches uh, against smaller players. And you know, he has the offensive foul where he just was. It, he ran over Clarkson at the end. And you're just like, what what is he doing? Like, I don't understand it. And it's really the first time, you know, the shooting slump is significant. Okay. This is like a Gerald green, like shooting slump. It's like two of 31 from three, but I can live with that and the spacing that he still provides and some of the ball handling, but it's just this, the foul, the turnovers on the screen setting and that kind of stuff. Like it it just, to me, it's made him kind of unplayable and yet I know that the plus minus is not saying that. So can you reconcile that for me? It's hard to, but think, I mean, there, there's a couple of different angles to look at this. One is how damn bad does the front court pairing next to BAM have to be? How, how does the situation have to be that you just unpacked all of what you did and Kelly Olynyk still managed 31 minutes in tonight's game and they didn't have another option to go out there with? Um, I think that this all points to that Olenek is obviously a better option off the bench and um, his inconsistencies are what has plagued him since he arrived. He's always had good minutes. He's always been a plus player, but it's in small doses, right? It's not, it's not 31 minutes of Kelly Olenek that necessarily brings out the best Kelly Olenek in my opinion. So he's more of a bench piece. He would be that, that, that bench big that would kind of, um, you know, like uh, fit in well. So, so what you're looking at there is you need an upgrade. And I know we're, we're, we're going to probably devote many future pods to it. So we're not going to go too far down this rabbit hole, but it's, it's apparent that they need the upgrade there. And it's, and it's for more than one reason. And I want to touch on it before you get the chance, the chance to jump back in is that obviously you need a better player in the starting lineup than Kelly Olenek. If you really want to contend and make a run, that's just, that's point blank. Here's the other one. You can't have Andre Iguodala spend this entire season playing minutes at the four. Like at some point they're going to need to preserve him and they haven't got to that yet. And they're going to need to think about doing it. So I would argue that um, 
having a fresh Andre Iguodala could be just as valuable as like adding a Rudy Gay to this team. Like that's how important Iguodala could be in stretches of playoff games. So that's why I think it's super important that they make some sort of move. But isn't, but I mean, you're kind of making the point there. That's why they need a Rudy Gay. Like I, I feel like, you know, you look at this team and I know people want cousins and I'm trying to figure out tonight as I'm watching this and we'll talk more about Boogie, obviously, but in future episodes and see where that plays out. And I know you and I have both reported tonight that there is still interest. And then one of the issues here is how much playing time he would get. He wants to start, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, where would he have fit tonight? Like, yeah, it's I mean, tough because Spo wants because, to size down and he wants to switch everything and he wants to play the way he did with Jay in the so bubble. Boogie can't switch any right. better than, than Boogie would get targeted the same way that Olenek gets targeted, maybe more so. So I, I don't, to, to me, you know, I look at it right now and, you know, Boogie doesn't cost you anything. So I understand it. And he's a name, but I look at a, a you know, a Thad Young or a Rudy Gay and I say, you're going to get more value out of that. Like, I just, I think if you, if you can plug in the Rudy Gay, he's played with the Spurs this year. He's been a very good positional defender. He's smart. He know he's a shot maker. He, he knows what kind of shots to take. He's been in pressure situations. I, I mean, I, that's what you got to look at. Like, how, how can you get him without parting with too much? And, and part of this is when do the Spurs fall out? You know, do they decide that they, they don't, they want to play more, even more of their young players, or they want to add one more young asset, you know, but, I look at that and that this game screamed for a Rudy Gay type player, just a player at the four that you could play again. He's not a big four, but like you said, Spo wants to size down. Okay. And he has gotten bigger over the years. He's gotten a little wider over the years. Okay. But to me, it's like, if you plugged in Rudy Gay for 20 minutes tonight, you may run away with this thing. Okay. Instead of it being such a tight game. And I don't think they need a major overhaul. I, I certainly don't agree with the, you know, our clutch corner guys philosophy that you trade Goron for a, a, today. Oh I saw Adam tweeted at me. Don't get me well, started, please. I, well, Adam was like, and I was like, well, I would still trade him for an unprotected pick. That's not what you said before. You said, if I recall, it was, I would, you know, they, they slander me on that show all the time. I'm like, that he would have traded him for a protected pick, I believe, before. Okay. Um, I, I don't think you're trading Goran Dragic right now. I think that you need to make one ad. It's at the four and just get yourself. Because then, if that's the case, if you still have Kelly, Kelly's playable off the bench, I think. But this reliance on Kelly is problematic. It's just, he's, I don't know. I don't know if the shooting slump's affecting him, but there seem to be more of these unforced errors that he's making lately. And, you know, when the fan base is like a thousand percent in unison on something, it's just we can't ignore it anymore. It's just it's, you know, it, otherwise incredible performance by the Heat tonight. Best game of the year. I'm getting all kinds of texts tonight. They for people who didn't see the game. They beat Utah. They beat Utah and they didn't beat a Utah team that played poorly. They beat a Utah team that played well. And so I got to say, it, Greg, we'll finish here. They're back. We'll be Jimmy back. Jimmy Butler's Sunday. a top 10 player on planet Earth, baby. And an all-star. He just wouldn't go without his buddy. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.